In order to support our show, we'll need the help of some great advertisers. And in order to find great advertisers, we'll need to learn a little bit more about you. So please go to podsurvey.com slash FC and take a quick anonymous survey that will help us get to know you a little better. That way we can show advertisers just how great our listeners are. Plus, once you've completed the survey, you can choose to enter for a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Terms and conditions apply. Again, that's P-O-D-S-U-R-V-E-Y dot com slash F-C. Thanks for your help. Welcome to Ringer FC. This is Donnie Kwok. I'm here with a room full of people. Usually you hear my voice coming from New York, Micah in LA. I'm at Ringer headquarters. I'm at a circular table surrounded by three of my esteemed colleagues, including Micah, and also joining the show today, the one, the only, Chris Ryan. Absolute scenes. <laughs> scenes. And we have a very special guest making his Ringer FC debut. Not true. <laughs> Not true. I was on the first episode. Oh, fuck. Well, his first appearance with me as host. Yeah, with Donnie as manager. Spurs super fan. Kevin Clark. Spurs super fan. What a win. Spurs super fan wearing an Orlando, Orlando City I'm, dad I'm cap. A, yeah, I'm wearing an Orlando City hat as well. But to all the people on Twitter who always accuse us of being anti-Spurs, we have Kevin here for you. And we're going to talk about Spurs in a minute. Actually, first thing I want to do is make an apology. Yes. After our last episode. If you recall, we went fixture by fixture uh, for the remaining schedule for both Liverpool and Manchester City. And somehow, maybe hitting the vape too hard. I fucked up all the home in a ways. So basically, ignore whatever predictions we made after that because it was terrible. Donnie, you got to account for the fact that like it's a tough time for the lamestream media and the <laughs> fake news. So you can't yeah. get stuff wrong, man. You're you know out there. Like the- You're merchants of truth, yeah. man. Well, this is also kind of my fault. I didn't stop you. Yeah, so I'm saying, for the record, Micah. <laughs> I didn't stop and you. Nico, who was also doing the predictions, nobody corrected me. So I was just left out to dry as usual. Got them all wrong. Anyway, first things first, we just watched two round of 16 Champions League ties, second legs, the big story, Ajax, four to one at the Bernabeu. Over Real Madrid. It's like snorting crushed caffeine pills and riding a motorcycle out of a helicopter. It was amazing. <laughs> I think the it guy was, got, they got they got that guy fired. They really got Santiago. Yeah, sorry. sorry, that's a it's a very it's a very cool soccer thing where you can get a guy fired. I was it's, in the room with Donnie while we were watching it, and he was just like, they mentioned Pochettino's name. First thing he goes, he goes, Kevin, did you hear they speculating about Pochettino? And I was like, I got that. Thank you, Doc. I appreciate that, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they were digging the grave about 65th minute, but. A good and bad night for Tottenham with a very professional win over Dortmund. And now they're probably going to u- lose their manager at the I end of the I season. I don't think that's true. Sure. I don't think that's true. Spurs were not Spursy. They killed off Dortmund. Harry Kane goal. It was in the first half, right? Uh, no, beginning at, it was just after the restart. So 5-0 on aggregate. I was saying to Micah, 
Dortmund have about the urgency that you show on deadline. Oh, wow. Oh, I just think it's a very fire from a joke. Spurs fan perspective, it is a disappointing day and that an easy win like Madrid has been now removed from <laughs> Yeah, that's right. You yeah. get a cream puff off the yeah. schedule there. Yeah. Nobody would complain, actually, about a tottenham Ajax quarterfinal. That'd be, that would be, be so that'd be tasty. Fire. But Micah, talk a little bit about the Ajax performance. It had our whole office going nuts. Right. It was just a bunch of young kids playing with like absolutely zero fear and Dusan Tadic just putting on a masterclass on Kashmiro, Tony Cruz, Vinicius, I mean, Luka Modric, you, whoever you want. He was just do he was just pirouetting around people and picking everyone out. If 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 you brought someone who had never watched a football <laughs> match in his or her life and said somebody on this pitch has won the Ballon d'Or for the best player in you the think world, it was you might think it was Dusan Tadic because he was running shit. Two assists, an absolutely gorgeous goal that that uh, VAR tried to take away from him. Um, oh yeah, there was like a 15 minute VAR delay for. And a- also, I don't know why they did that because the ball was out. So I'm not totally <laughs> sure what they were doing. I don't there. think there was any conclusive angle, but yeah, I mean, it would have been very unjust if they had taken that away. It was I mean, really, it was cool to see Tadic do that though, because like there's this phenomenon in when you're watching NBA, like there's this like the Jeff Green rule, which is like I've never seen Jeff Green hit a shot. Yeah. <laughs> I've only ever seen Dusan Tadic do cool shit, and I've never been able to figure out like why is this guy mired at Southampton for like his entire like most of his career? It seems like, mm-hmm. and it's just really it rules to see him carve up. Real Madrid in Madrid yeah. in like such a high profile game. I mean, another Premier League cast off actually, Daily Blind. Yeah. yeah. Was bossing. Had uh, Benzema in his yeah, pocket. Yeah, he a little did bit. have, he did, he, he put the clamps on Benzema. It I, was a very comprehensive performance. And you know, like if you're an American soccer fan, you start to learn about these, these clubs. Ajax is just this towering, iconic, you know, club in, in, in Holland that has had so much influence. Over the European game, but probably in the last ten years or so, is really starting More. to fall away. Since More the Bozeman ruling, yeah, I mean they've really started to fall away. They're basically a seller's club, and even the kids that they sell aren't routinely dynamite. It's right. not like they're like they're not like Monaco, where like they're like they just flip French I mean, kids. Luis Suarez, yeah, I mean Suarez, I mean Christian Eriksen. <laughs> what? How is that a laugh? How is that a laugh? No, He's I'm really la- good. La- did la- he go from Ajax to Tottenham? Yeah, he did. Probably in a, in a couple of months' time, David Neres uh, as well. And they'll lose De Jong, and they'll, and they'll lose. De Jong is in Barcelona yeah. already, uh, starting next season. He actually We're said before the match Ajax, that so. his mates, his new Barca mates, were telling him before the game, please knock out Madrid, which they did. What's next for Madrid? Honestly, well, I asked this question you did in the ask middle. That I question. said, how do you fix this? And I don't know where you start, I guess is the question. I guess you start at manager and go from there. I mean, the rumor is is right now it's like basically a, a matter. I mean, speaking to the manager, their identity will come from their next manager, and there's rumors that it's Mourinho. The Mourinho's coming back. Mourinho or Pochettino. Right. Eden Hazard. <laughs> Eden Hazard almost. I don't like it either. I mean, like Klopp could be, like, they could throw Klopp in there. Klopp it's anything's yeah. possible. Hazard. I mean, yeah. It's Real Madrid. Just possibly add, Neymar. Just graft another pacey winger that can play up the middle on there and see what happens. It, they have a deficiency of everything. And, like, starting with defensive organization, because they were an absolute mess at the back. Only one shot, I think, as far as I saw, of Sergio Ramos, interestingly. Ramos, who famously purposefully got a yellow card so he would miss the second leg, thinking that Madrid would go through. They showed him what he was like licking his daughter's olipop or something. His someone who I assume was his was his child stuck a, a, child. a half-eaten lollipop in his face as they showed him. Yeah, on, you just saw his image profile with his tattooed neck. So I mean, it's important also to just maintain a little bit of perspective. Madrid's coming off one of the great 
like sporting runs yeah. in, in soccer history. So that like even if they're they're obviously this team probably doesn't click anymore and they've run out of managerial options, like you have to kind of tip your cap to the, what they've done accomplished over the last few years. Yeah, it's in a way it's like a it's just the the closing of a chapter. Yeah, it felt absolutely. like because it was. I mean, there was not that inkling feeling that Madrid was going to pull this out in the end. I mean, like, I know that you felt that, Donnie, while we were watching it, but... What, that Madrid would come back? Yeah, like... Donnie kept announcing what scores yeah, he would was work just like, for exactly. Madrid. Well, 4-4 four, four would work here. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, it's not as if Madrid was ever, like, on a base level. They always, well, for the last couple of European competitions have had that kind of slapdash feeling about them, but then... Ronaldo would score a hat trick, yeah. and they didn't have that. Well, they I also think yeah. there were they showed some crying scenes in, and, in, the, in the stands. In the stands, yeah, not among the players. But I don't know what you're crying over. Like, I maybe you're crying because it's over, but it's Madrid. You'll reload, and you'll be back at the top in two years at the latest. Should mm-hmm. say, just yeah. came off one of the greatest runs, as you said, you in the Vinicius history of European who, soccer. Who limped off early. They'll be able to. To to steal a top top level guy in the next couple of years and they'll yeah right they'll cycle they down start. and cycle back up yeah, yeah it'll be fine like we don't need to cry I mean like if this were there are so many teams where the golden age is finite and you say okay well this player is aging you know, the New England Patriots yeah for instance when Tom Brady or Bill Belichick goes it's over but that's that's not how Real Madrid works that's not how European soccer works you can reload and I just think that this idea that you know to to be crying or saying this is the end of something it's not not necessarily true also just like in a fan engagement way and we don't think belabor this too much but I was I, this is stupid but I, I was watching Patriots analogies Joel and B tweeting oh, about yeah. Uh, you know, like, oh, it's time to reload. Like, like he was like deeply engaged with like the personnel moves that Madrid will make, and he was yeah. tweeting at Eden Hazard. I think it's like it's right. important to note also that unlike, say, maybe like an AC Milan who maybe has lost some of its luster for for younger generations, and PSGs have replaced them. Like Madrid is still one of the most popular teams. Yeah, I mean, the they'll planet. always yeah. figure out a way to reload. That being said, though, we were all, you know, Ajax's style of play and the youth running through their team is so endearing. I was mentioning early on that when you look at the face of Kareem Benzema, Tony Cruz, Luka Modric, these guys don't look like they were enjoying their football no, at all. I don't no. think Benzema has enjoyed football since Lyon. He just doesn't look ever That's like he's had... That's a take. That is a take. Gareth Bale comes on looking forlorn immediately as soon as he gets on the well, pitch. That's, well, that's that's, a, that's understandable yeah. because, I, I mean, like, Gareth he's Bale's got Thibaut Courtois, Marcelo getting mad at him for going to bed early and playing rounds of golf. Quick sidebar on Bale. I'll ask you, Chris, because you weren't in the room. They were talking about how uh, the press in Spain have been going at Bale. Yeah, because he watched golf on his iPad, right? Because he's the golfer, quote-unquote. And also, he's yeah, been— he's in- the golfer. He's the one <laughs> golfer. The Clearly, golfer. you are not a golfer. Yeah. He's been living in Madrid for six years now and barely speaks Spanish. Do you think right. that's a fair thing to criticize him for? How many years you, should one live in a country before they can speak or do interviews in that language? I will say that it's typically guys from the U.K., do not assimilate well in right, Western like Europe. Right. They don't necessarily like really. I mean, Beckham, by all accounts, was just like wildly popular in Madrid and, and Italy, though. Wasn't I'm just he? talking about the language. Or at least in Italy. I don't know about Madrid. But language wise, like I think, yeah, in five years, you should be able to be relatively conversational in the country you live in. Yeah. If you're um, Gareth Bale, you, yeah, leave a lot of free time in between games. Just t- take, get a Rosetta Stone. Just get, but at yeah, the same let's time. get some Duolingo <laughs> in his ears while he's playing his his uh, replica TPC Sawgrass That's hole right. in his backyard. That's right. Like, it's not that hard. Hang out with, with Sergio. Yeah. Like, what's the take? Yeah. It's a, John it's, I think, like, it's definitely a fair criticism, but if it was, if it's a problem now, it's been a problem for six years. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and I mean, like, also Antonio Valencia has been in England for a smooth decade and his English <laughs> is still horrible. So, yeah, like, it's, it is an issue, but it's not. Yeah. This is, thought, it's something else a, is going on. Yeah. I mean, it's one of a litany of complaints that people have about Bell. Anyway, tomorrow's Champions League. How dare he come to Spain and o- only score, score one the most of the, amazing yeah, goal in the history of soccer? <laughs> this is still the same fan base that like whistled at Cristiano Ronaldo, like after he would score a hat trick. That's so, <laughs> anyway, tomorrow's matchups Porto at home against Roma. Uh, Roma's up two to one. And Roma's having a tough time right now, though. Are they? Yeah. They got beat by Lazio over the weekend, and like they, they had like an basically like a, a by themselves meeting about whether it was Manchi's fault or whose fault it was. So Players only. It was. You know, I mean, I think it was actually like a club wide. Like, Manchi, oh, wait, everybody Arsenal. but. Machi? No, everybody was oh, like, okay. even Ma- it was like for Machi, it was like you bought like all these cool young players that oh. don't fit together. Also, we needed so people he had to in just January. Sit there while- no, I think it, I meant it figuratively, no, I, not I, like I, an I actual know. like convention. The other match tomorrow at the Parc de Prince, PSG, 2 0 lead over United for United. Micah, no Marshall, no Machic, no Lingard, no Pogba. No Sanchez, right? No Sanchez, which doesn't really matter. <laughs> doesn't no really Mata. matter a whole lot. Why, why all no's on this? Are they all hurt? They, Pogba's got the hurt. red card from the end of the first leg. Uh, so United have named eight academy graduates into the squad. This I, w- I won't ask you to Let's name go. all eight. Yeah, but class of 92, baby. Tahit Chong alert. How uh, confident are you that they can pull a, off a miracle? You ask me this every time that like we're ahead of a big Manchester United game. I have hope. But I don't expect anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, Juve, Atletico, City, Schalke, Barcelona, and Liverpool. Yeah. Bayern. Yeah. Speaking of Liverpool. What? Chris. Actually, I should also shout out Ryan O'Hanlon for predicting that in the last time he was on our pod, that, that Ajax, Ajax would make semis. it to the semifinals yeah. of the Champions League, which may come true. Chris, you watched... This past weekend's Merseyside Derby with Ryan O'Hanlon. With the XG guy. With the XG guy. And Zach Schwartz, later with the ringer. So oh, wow. it was a really lovely little Liverpool convention. Zach put out a breakfast spread. <laughs> Shout out to him. Incredible. It was, great. It was a nil-nil draw. Sure was. Let could just, taste that. It's like as soon as I had the locks, I could taste the nil-nil draw. <laughs> Liverpool once 10 points clear on top of the league now, one point behind. Why you gotta say it like City? that? What if it's just like a season, man? It's not like we're giving the lead away. I gotta give some more Liverpool stats here. They've drawn four of their last six Premier League matches, five of seven in all competitions, mm-hmm. failed to score in three of their last four games. Mo Salah has failed to score in three straight games for the first time since joining Liverpool and has only one goal in his last 20 shots. He's just passing it out, man. He's <laughs> sharing the wealth. Chris Ryan. Yeah. How worried are you? Uh, well, I have not experienced anything more nerve-wracking. I mean, in terms of Liverpool fandom, I've experienced plenty of nerve-wracking Philadelphia sports situations. But I do, I've never cheered for Liverpool when they were leading the league. I never like watched them like have to protect a point lead. Right. And it's probably one of the least fun things I've ever <laughs> yeah. experienced. It's like o- there's only bad things can happen. Because yeah. if you win, you're just like, well, that was that's what you needed to do. So you're just always expecting to watch these points drop off. I think there's one more twist in this season to come. I just think it's too early to be like, City's just going to overtake these guys. Whether it's something that happens because of like City's pursuit of the Champions League versus Liverpool's or what have you. Um, I think there's one more twist. I don't know that it's necessarily going to break right for Liverpool. Uh, you know, 
there's been a lot of talk about whether the seams are showing a little bit, whether the stress is getting to them. Klopp, I mean, that's all the Klopp obviously got into yeah. it with a child. Um, yeah. and, 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 the and then the reporters. And, and then was really disappointed because they were like, you know, were you not aggressive enough? And he was like, this isn't PlayStation. And then he just kept repeating like how disappointed he was in the question. But, you know. I, which I feel like managers could stand, in all sports, could stand to play more. Like PlayStation Video games. Like That's that. how you wind up with what happened to Solari tonight in Vertebrae. <laughs> <laughs> then you're like, you're fired. Um, I don't know what to say, man. Look, I, I, it, there's a lot, like, it, I want, the one I'm holding on to is that they're not falling apart as much as reverting back to some of the sort of more like cautious, conservative performances of the early part of the season. This has not been like a swashbuckling team all year. Mm-hmm. So it's wrong to be like, they've just given up on being cool and now are like, are, are choking it. Yeah. I just, they're not like, Watford wins aside are not typically a 5 nothing team. They're a 2, two nothing team. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a little bit tough with that because everything that happens with Liverpool depends on the front three. Mm-hmm. They do not get goals from elsewhere in the in the field typically, and so you're really reliant five goals only from the midfield on those three guys and their and their interlocking kind of play. I you know I I was a little bit disappointed in some of Klopp's substitutions on on Sunday, but as in not putting in Shakiri, not no Shaq, no no Keda. So I assume that that has something to do with with. Doesn't the, seem like Klopp really. Likes Kata. I think it's just been <laughs> Kata's role is tough because Kata should be this 10 8 hybrid. And that's also like right around where Firmino plays, mm-hmm. where he's like in that 10 role. So there's a little bit of overlap. Kata also just is like, he's just classic guy who's going to be like next year you're going to be like oh man he's lighting the world on fire or he'll suck but mm-hmm. like he's definitely taking a full year where Firmino <laughs> looks like Patrick Vieira. After six months. So that's like, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's the flip side of that. Do you think... Thank you Chris, for letting me get that Patrick Vieira. I was just waiting. <laughs> I was waiting. He was like, he looks like Patrick Vieira, except not as good. I thought you were about to say something like that. One of the things I've always heard from Liverpool fans, from writers, from pundits, is that Liverpool title chases, and I remember this being talked about a little bit, the year of the slip. Yeah. Liverpool title chases are so emotional. Because of the fan base wants it so bad, and the pressure builds really quickly. Uh, it's not dissimilar to the Eagles run, I think, a yeah, little bit. Where it's absolutely. just like they want this. It's you know, like it's powered by but that. But the Eagles run. The only thing, thing I would say about that Eagles run, it was like, how the fuck is this happening? Like well, after when's no, went like it, this would be like if Salah went down. But that's a, it was such an accident that that's almost how it had to happen. Yes, is like it wasn't this full year, even though it was with Wentz. It got to this point where everyone was like, "Well, there's no expectations," and they accidentally yes. won it. But there also, was no emotional buildup, and I feel like with Liverpool, a full season of emotional buildup absolutely is completely different. Absolutely, from a full season. But that's of why European soccer too is, is is hard to compare to American sports because in American sports it's a playoff system, so it's a one-off mm-hmm. tournament, and you're just riding for every game yeah hoping to survive whereas the league it's like death by paper cut you know like you were saying with every draw and and with every city win you start getting a little bit nervous so yeah i mean it's it's definitely it's not it's no fun i I, you know there's a debate i'd be interested to hear what some of our listeners have to say about this whole thing uh you know well there's pockets of liverpool fandom and you kind of alluded to it that think maybe klopp is a little bit being a little too Those conservative guys are, or defensive minded. Yeah. Like, I think fringe? that's pretty fringe. Yeah. Particularly I mean, with... I would say that the nature of soccer fandom is such that every team has so many fans, you can just find... You can yeah, find literally anything It's insane. You can find any belief system because there are literally millions of Liverpool fans in... 
hundreds of countries. And so you can just find like a group of six guys in like. Yes. That are just like. Fuck Andy Robinson. I have a group chat with, with O'Hanlon, with XG God and Schwartz. It's called the Tower of Ryan Babel. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we Fuck just Ryan Babel. We, and Schwartz was sharing with us all these clop out tweets. Yeah, and Ryan was just show. like, "These are bots. Prove me wrong." And it's true. I mean, it's just like it's just like you can make you can make any kind of fringe take seem like a movement. Look, I you've been watching all the clop pressers and stuff. Do, uh-huh. you, do you buy any of this? Clop is kind of cracking a little bit. Right? No, but this is what I was talking about to start, which yeah. is that leading from the front. Like you know, when you're leading this. It's like you're going to get asked about this every single game, totally. and I think he is and typically he'll just, he'll a dormant. Weather. Well, I mean, he's he's a, a but, typically but emotive blame, and expressive. Blame things on everything every time. Pep blames stuff on stuff. Pep will be like the schedule, the, the no, pitch, the pitch, the yeah. weather, the like the the travel back from wherever. Like Pep blames stuff on stuff all the time. It's just like it's like they're super cool and chasing it down now. So it's like Pep's just a genius again. Right. Well, no longer chasing it down. I can't believe I'm getting agitated about that Guardiola. <laughs> this is tough. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Guardiola is once again in the pole position and City. Can uh, I, okay, let's do this. What, who do you think is going to, do you think Liverpool can hang on to it? No. I think no. I mean, I picked Liverpool before the season, but I, the last, yeah, month or so, I mean, Liverpool haven't scored a lot, you know? And I think, I do feel like Salah has some kind of, I don't know if it's a confidence issue. Um, it's unusual to see him blow the chances that he missed at Goodison. So if they go out one like respectably to Bayern, mm-hmm. do you think it improves or worsens their chances at the Premier League, especially if City goes through? Oh, because that's the other. That's that thread. is interesting. I Should mean, like we... it's really like it could fall either way from it. Because I mean, it's it's such a like the emotional tenor of of the team is like <laughs> seems uniquely important to Liverpool and it could be either way like all right we no longer have the Champions League to finish to to think about let's win out let's win out or it's we no longer have the Champions League to think about that was terrible and then we're going to skid for three games and then if you do that then there's i mean like there's only nine ga- there's only nine games left to play yeah we're in single digits now. Do you think the fans, like the collective weight and anxiety of the fans is felt by the players? And Absolutely. I'm sure. I mean, like there's no sport where I feel like the relationship between the crowd and the, the what, you, what you're seeing on the field is more evident than in, in soccer. Yeah. So I think that when you see people get tight at 75 and they're just like, is this going to happen? Is this going to happen? Now, obviously, that was a good ascent over the weekend. Um, but like at home, I mean, like, y- you know, too. I mean, like when you watch Arsenal games and yeah. and, and people are filing out at like 65 or whatever, like it's just a like, goddamn. Well, like, that's where City have an advantage because their fans seem to be pretty relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that winning multiple titles over the last few years will do that for you, I guess. And also knowing you have like an unlimited faucet of petrodollars to depend on. <laughs> Let's talk about Spurs fans since I'm sitting next to one. There was another derby this weekend, the North London derby. There was. I watched it on an airplane. I watched it on my phone, actually. I could not have emotionally handled a loss there. I could not have handled the 88th minute, or 99th minute PK going in. On now, when a, you saw especially it, on an airplane. <laughs> I, would say I had no place to put the anxiety. I want to know. I want you to finish your thought, but no immediately afterward, I want to know what Donnie has to uh, to say about Aubameyang. Yeah. Just in general. I feel like we should, we should mean, reappraise I, that situation. The moment 
he picked up the ball and walked to the spot, I said aloud, he's going to miss because yeah. he looked like he was going to miss. You can tell these things sometimes, just body language. He just didn't look confident. I mean, just like he started on the bench in one of Arsenal's biggest games of the year. Yeah, I mean, that's just because they needed to choose him or Lacazette. Word so. is that Pochettino gave an all-time great halftime speech. That's yeah, that's word. what Danny Rose said. Danny, Danny Rose, Rose center said mid. <laughs> center mid. <laughs> center mid, we're Danny just, Rose. I honestly think we're, Pochettino is just fucking with everybody now. It's just like we're going to make Danny, Danny Rose a center mid. He'll be worth $65 million next year. It'll be great. And now a quick word from our sponsors. Support for today's show comes from Ring. Ring's mission is to make neighborhoods safer. You might already know about their smart video doorbells and cameras that protect millions of people everywhere. Ring helps you stay connected to your home anywhere in the world. So if there's a package delivery or a surprise visitor, you'll get an alert and be able to see, hear, and speak to them all from your phone. That's thanks to the HD video and two-way audio features on Ring devices. As a listener, you have a special offer on a Ring Starter Kit available right now. With a video doorbell and motion-activated floodlight cam, the Starter Kit has everything you need to start building a ring of security around your home. Just go to ring.com slash FC. That's R-I-N-G dot com slash FC. This winter is a great time to check out Hotel Tonight. Whether you want to take a spontaneous ski trip or escape to a warm beach, Hotel Tonight makes it easy to book a room with one of their last-minute deals. There are tons of empty hotel rooms out there just waiting to be booked. That's how Hotel Tonight scores such incredible rates. They team up with awesome hotels to help them sell those rooms and pass the savings along to you. And these aren't last resort type places. Hotel Tonight works with cool, top-rated hotels you actually want to stay at. And unlike other travel companies, you don't have to scroll through endless lists of hotels. Hotel Tonight shows you the best deals at great hotels, along with short profiles that have pictures and all the info you need. Even though their name is Hotel Tonight, they're not just for last-minute bookings. You can play things by ear or use Hotel Tonight to book in advance. And when you join Hotel Tonight's HT Perks program, the more you book, the better the deals get. To start scoring amazing deals at incredible hotels, go to hoteltonight.com or download the app now. Speaking of interviews, and we were talking about Klopp's pressers, Pochettino has been quite, it's the word, touchy. A little touchy. Yeah, touchy. I was saying touchy and touchy. Uh, he's been saying some, he's been a little kind of uh, cryptic. Well, he, t- he got the the manager of the year award the other day. That's right, and, and Sonny he, got and the he, player of the year. He joked he finally won a trophy. He did? Which shows to me that he, Good writing. he's taking this all in stride. He Good also stuff. said, I believe, I don't know if this is a direct quote, but something to the effect of Spurs aren't going to win a league in 10 years or something. Oh, yeah, no, he said it could take, it could take, it could it could take, take 10, 10 years. years. But he's like the master of kind of lowering expectations and kind of. I mean, he's the master of cop and please. Yeah, I mean, he said I, the same I, I thing don't understand. before. Like Mourinho, remember he called Chelsea a little horse? <laughs> like I just yeah, don't I mean, understand. I guess part of it is just all gamesmanship. Can and you think games. of a single time where a manager has just been like we're, super we're, chill? Yeah, I mean, and like, and like pretty chill. Pep is not Pep chill. Is He's pretty the antithesis of chill. He, I mean, like, and I and I hate that we have to keep bringing this up. But, like, remember what happened when he accosted Nathan Redmond at full time and was just yeah. like, I believe in you. You can play better after he won the game. That's what Chris Ryan does to me after that. Right. I just think Pochettino's little kind of little engine that could rhetoric is 
that's just, Bar- borrowed from every high level manager of the past. But here years. we are talking about what he said. Now, granted, we're interrogating whether or not it's true. But uh, he the, was one of the most fascinating things is the Champions way in which managers try to shape the narrative of their teams, yeah. is whether or not this is going as along with expectations, whether we're exceeding expectations, whether we're victims, whether we're underdogs. And this is the Jose playbook. He he really he built off of what Ferguson does, and he is like, I'm going to make everything be distracted from the fact that I'm playing Danny. Jose Bruce. just yeah, so now I'm going to pull up this, this thing about Rins getting to cancel their Friday night game so they can have an extra day to prepare against uh, Arsenal in the Europa League, <laughs> which is what he said before the Dortmund game. Who was complaining about that? That was Pochettino. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, who do you think— uh, Banger used to complain if you, about If that. you could only keep one for next season, Kevin. Okay. Pochettino okay. or Harry Kane? Or Danny Rose. <laughs> um, great question. I mean, obviously with Harry Kane, you would get— we get a lot of money. Million. Yeah, yeah you get a lot dollars. of money. Uh, where is Harry Kane going in this situation? Madrid. Oh, okay. Man, he's going to, he's going to immediately, Man, immediately learn Spanish. Because um, <laughs> I, I heard some people saying, again, you can find anyone saying anything on Twitter, that it would be smart to sell Harry Kane this summer. I I don't agree with that, but I would rather have Pochettino than Harry Kane. Mm-hmm. I think that you're much more likely to find another Harry Kane under Pochettino than you are another Pochettino with Harry Kane. Yeah. Who is the uh, who's a, who's the unsellable Tottenham player to you? Sissoko. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Who's an unsellable Tottenham player? Um, I mean, at one point, yeah. Did you I mean, say it's, Sonny? It's, yeah. it's, it's, I, I, don't no, I don't know, know if there is one. Okay. I mean, you could say Delhi, but like Delhi's been hurt and we've been okay. Could be coming back this Saturday, I hear. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a handful of guys where I'm, where I'm, I think we can exist without, there's no real Jenga piece where I'm like, if this guy goes out, we're totally done. Um, if we were, you know, if, remember, we're not the best team in England or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So it's not, um, we have a ways to go. So I don't think it's necessarily, I, I there's nobody where I'm just like this guy is, is unsellable. You don't and have like fact, a Virgil I'm Van Dyke. Surprised. I'm quite surprised we haven't sold one of our core players well, for a lot of money. Right, someone well, like a Christian. Remember, Harrison. Pep famously called Spurs the Harry Kane team last year. But this Harry Kane sales talk this season has kind of ramped up because Harry Kane missed a bunch of games, and you guys yeah. were winning all of them. Ewing theory. That's yeah, Ewing theory. Here at Thringer.com. Um, yeah, no, um, but but that's been true of a lot of people. I yeah. mean, I think that there was probably a couple of years ago, people were saying Adderweireld was, you know, the, mm-hmm. the the key to the whole Dan thing. Ryan and loves he, him some Adderweireld. He's really good, and Vertonghen as well. I mean, Sanchez is good. They're all really good. Um, I mean, I think everyone thought Kieran Trippier was really good coming into the season. Kieran Trippier is playing really bad right now <laughs> and they left they've left him at home and so mm-hmm. we everybody kind of ebbs and flows i think that the most important thing is a just the baseline of talent yeah. that the team has one mm-hmm. through 11 one through 14 probably mm-hmm. and then it, it just pushing is sissoko couldn't trap a ball this time last year and now he's playing like you know on the cusp of being a, an elite midfielder right now and i just think that that's that speaks to to Elite. Just the system. I'm, I'm yeah. on the cusp, on the cusp. of being really good. Yeah, just like Danielson was. <laughs> he's the best. He's the best. <laughs> he was the highest signing we've ever had. Highest money signing. True. Casey, while you're still here, yeah. I have a trivia question for you. Okay. I hope this f- makes for good radio, good okay. podcasting. Okay. All right. 2014-15. That was the last season in which mm-hmm. Spurs didn't finish in the top four. That was okay. Pochettino's first season. They okay. finished fifth. Okay. In the last match of that season, they played away at Everton. They won 1-0. I'm going to ask you, Chris and Micah, how many of the starting 11 do you think Kevin can name? The oh last day of the 2014-15 season. 
I think he can get to seven. 2014-15. All right, I got oh, wait, wait, okay. wait, wait, wait. I haven't guessed yet. I think I'm gonna. I think he's gonna get to five. Actually. I think he's gonna get eight. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Um, Kyle Walker. No. <laughs> Strike one. Is there a bunch? Are there a bunch of injuries? Right, Daddy, this isn't good radio. Are there a bunch of injuries? Kyle Walker didn't start the game. Okay. Sorry. Did Danny Rose? Did not. Okay, then then Potch was just running out the kids. You can keep. You have ten more. Guesses. Okay, but Potch was just running out the kids, and then then it's going to be harder. Um, Josh and Oma. No. Okay, I was just doing a kids lineup. <laughs> um, Vertonghen and out of Vertonghen. Yeah. Uh, not not out of Ireland. No. Okay. Harry Kane. Correct. Okay. Harry Kane scored as well. Harry Kane scored. Um, I can't believe Daniel Rose. Um, I'll give you a hint. There's a couple more that are still in the squad. A couple more. Four still more, in including the, squad. the keeper. Okay, Loris. Yes. Um, very helpful hint this there. Is, this is really this is this is a really interesting question. Um, okay, so let's guess. Polino was gone, right? Gone. Gone. Um, There's a Dane. Uh, Christian Eriksen. Correct. Sorry, so you, you have four. Uh, uh, Moussa Dembele. Correct. That's okay. five. See? Up uh, to five. I'm gonna, is Etienne Capu in that team? Not. Fuck. We'll um, give it two more How minutes. many misses does he get? Two minutes? <laughs> two minutes? No, no, no. no. It's you okay. will tear okay. the hair out of it. It's okay. Um, now, Evan will cut the, cut the dead space. Uh, Do you guys have any guesses? the other center back? Was it Vlad Chirich's? Was he still there? Nope. No, he was gone. All right, I'll just hold on, hold on. just get, give me one more. There's two Belgians. You named one. Oh, Nasser Tonkin. Chadley. Correct. And then did you say Bale? No, Bale was 2015. He was he was long gone. Okay, he he never played under Pochettino. Oh, you um, mi- okay? I'll just say you're missing two Englishmen, an Argentinian, two oh, two, Lamella, two Argentinians, and two Englishmen. Lamella. Is this still a trivia game? <laughs> this is great stuff. Um, and one Algerian. Oh, uh, Bentaleb. Correct. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll just read them now. Yeah. Loris Dyer, Fazio, hmm. Vertonghen, Bentaleb, Ryan Mason, Musa Dembele, Mason. Eric Lamella, Erickson, Chadley, Harry King. The one I should obviously should have gotten is Dyer, but I, I, I think of him so closely with Deli Alley because they played, they started the next season as kind of twin DMs. Mm-hmm. And I forget that Dyer was so good that he started the first game against West Ham and won the game for us. You still got to five. It was just a strange—it was a strange time for everybody. (laughs) So I was right. Let's quickly do some other Premier League news. Since our last episode, two managerial changes. Claude Puel out at Leicester. Scotty Parker. (laughs) Brandon Rodgers in. Chris, what's your favorite Brandon Rodgers memory at Liverpool? The envelope. It's still got to be the envelope. The envelope from the preseason documentary where he's like, I got an envelope here. (laughs) And there's a name in there. And whoever's <laughs> name is in there, it's gonna disappoint me. I don't know why I'm making it sound like kind of like he's a character in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, the guys on the football ramble do. Like the USS Indianapolis speech. From the guy, that's right. It's Robert yeah. Shaw from Jaws. Uh, the guys on the football ramble do the, a much better Brendan Rodgers imitation than I do. I. Uh, what's my take on Brendan Rodgers? I think it worked out for the best for everybody. But I'm surprised that, that you just like straight up walk out on a team up for a trouble. That's yeah, my that's that my take. Was something else. <laughs> I mean, like I get it. Like maybe you don't think that job is going to be there in a couple months. I, I think mean, he wanted that type of job would be. Leicester's a. I think Leicester has some money to spend and some pretty good players, and they have a lot of good kids. How valuable is a Scottish trouble? I don't know. I mean, that's it's a, like that's a difficult question because he's already won every trophy. So I mean, I guess he hasn't won the trouble before, but. According to Brendan Rodgers, the job they weren't going to hold the job uh, until the summer, 
so right. he felt compelled to leave. It's a pretty good job for him to get. Yeah, it's a great fit, I think. Um, speaking of that documentary, though, that was like the original All or Nothing. Yeah. That, that what was it called? This is Liverpool. Being, being Liverpool. Oh, being Liverpool. That was that a was, big, that and that was, was like Raheem Sterling. Like, will it happen yeah. for him? And the other main takeaway was that Brendan Rodgers had a huge painting of himself in his house. Yeah. Energy. Cool. Yeah. That's great stuff. That's the kind <laughs> of energy I want to bring together. <laughs> the energy I want to bring together in 2019 is I want a giant oil painting of myself in no, my I house. I want one of Brendan Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. I have a huge painting of Brendan Rodgers from my fireplace. Uh, and then the other one was was uh, Scotty Parker going in for, for Ranieri, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. The Tinkerman. Uh, Whatever. Is Scotty Parker more in line with the old analytics version of Fulham or the let's just stay up? I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, I think that there are a lot of young players who, you know, you see this in other sports who who get it, who grasp where the game is going and the analytics model. Scott Parker played for Fulham. Um, There was that anecdote a couple years ago about him. I, I'm aware. And uh, he played for basically any team that ever stepped foot in London. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah hammers too, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so— He was and a big tra- hammer. Tra- and Charlton yeah. and Chelsea, obviously, and then Newcastle, which is, you know, not, not in London. Um, <laughs> but I think he, he understands where it's going. I don't think that the front office would put anybody in there who's anti-analytics. That's just not going to happen. Um, so I think that he's, you know— the type of he's going to be agreeable. The fan base is going to enjoy that. There's going to be some, you know, excitement about his his ceiling because mm-hmm. I think they're the people are just excited about the unknown. We saw Ranieri; he did not work for them. The fans were almost immediately against, against him. him. They were chanting, "You don't know what you're doing!" Like quite quickly. Um, so I'm I'm for the higher. You know, they're eight points adrift right now. I don't necessarily think that there's much of an opportunity for them to stay up, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, also, Scott, Scott Parker is the type of person who will just take the championship job. You know, he does not. I don't know if Ranieri would stick around to to have them play in the championship next year. He's not Rafa Benitez. Can I go back to Brendan Rodgers for a second? I just took this note down that he broke a 100-year British record with a 69-game unbeaten run. That's impressive. Nice. With Celtic. All right. The Maybe la- that's why he looks like a Gronkowski thing. He just wanted to leave off the 69. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. All right. Hopefully, I have another trivia. Hopefully, this one goes better than the last one. You ready, everybody? Ranieri was in charge of Fulham for only 106 days. Okay. It's the seventh shortest tenure oh, boy. for a manager in Premier League history. There were two shorter tenures in the past two seasons. One manager lasted only 85 days in the 2016-17 season, and one manager lasted only 77 days, and that was last season. Can you name those two managers and their respective clubs? Frank DeBoer, Crystal Palace. Correct. And? So that was last season. Two seasons ago, there was a manager that lasted only 85 days. Sam Allardyce? Incorrect. Sam um, never gets fired that quickly. Well, no, he, he did for the England job. Yeah. <laughs> a matter of hours. <laughs> From a club team. Chris, do you know? I don't. I, I have a giant hint that will give it away. But just. Sometimes, Donnie, sometimes your hints are just saying who yeah, it is. Yeah, that's <laughs> basically. For, mine, for, I, for some reason, I had not rather have said his, Larice, rather have his, like his goalkeeper. Would you rather have his nationality or the club? The club. The club. Oh. Swansea. Oh, uh... Bob Bradley? Correct. Did you guys see fucking Bob Bradley at the LAFC Sporting Kansas City game? No. Green bomber jacket. 
on the sideline. Yeah. No, like, trip, trip. it was incredible. Wow. It was like that like, jacket. It's the one green. that I had, like, yeah. wow. Yeah. But, like, what color? He saw, like, was Obama, it? He saw like olive green, like uh, Army oh, yeah, like the, Wow. He was just like, I'm dressing for myself today. It has yeah. nothing to do with LAFC. And Bob also, Bradley, respect. Like, Bob Bradley went to Fairfax and LAFC. <laughs> <laughs> you went to 424 on yeah. Fairfax and was just like, give me the printed bomber jacket. Thank you. Don't try to get sponsored, man. <laughs> Wait, did you go to the LAFC game? No, I watched it on TV. Connor Nevins went, had a good time. Yeah, yeah. The People David, like it. The David Beckham statue. Speaking of MLS, did you guys see that? Um, yeah, in, yeah. In Carson, I think it's okay. That's eh, it's a cool trophy. Yeah. yeah. Can we talk about the two-two Orlando New York draw? Yeah. Nani, go for it, man. Nani, do you have like a ninety-minute tactical breakdown? No, I do. This I is do. like your Bielsa speech. But no, I just think Nani is his passes were so good, and that is the type of guy you need because they're not these these old timers are not gonna have a hundred percent work rate. They're not gonna be box to box or anything like that. But Nani's just gonna stand twenty yards back and just deliver pinpoint passes to Dom Dwyer's feet. And that's how you have a DP in the MLS. <laughs> Amazing stuff. Excellent dissection. Cool. They're not just gonna like you know, they're not gonna be I, I don't even know. I, th- Did you want to do any? Like, do you want to do any relegation talk? What are we, what are we doing in Orlando? <laughs> I'm just letting you know. I'm just letting you know that, here. that Orlando pulled two back <laughs> and drew two two against New York here, City FC. Let me pull it back. Did you guys hear about the new uh, rule changes to soccer uh, by the International Football Association Board? First of all, I don't know. I, I, I read a bunch of articles about this. I don't know how official this is. If it's like. Sanctioned by like FIFA. These are suggestions or whether or not. Yeah. It seems to be report, being reported as these what rules will be in place. Okay, well, here are the major ones. Well, first of all. You can use your hands now. <laughs> first of all, they were saying originally they were reporting that uh, on penalties that no rebounds would be allowed. That was misreported, actually. That rule is not being changed. You can still uh, score on a rebound on a penalty. The main changes are uh, handballs. Um, they're seeking to remove the term deliberate from the debate and penalize non-deliberate accidental handballs if it means one team is gaining an unfair advantage, uh, scoring a goal. Uh, An example of that was the Aguero goal, I believe, against Arsenal. Uh, So if it goes off your hand in any way, even accidental and into the net, not a goal. Substituted players must leave the field of play at the nearest boundary line, which means that there's no longer going to be that protracted five-minute walk. You just exit the nearest exit, (laughs) the nearest touchline. Uh, coaches that'll and, save some time. Yeah, it gets yeah. so frustrating, like minute eighty nine, where the guy's just leisurely walking. Oh, I see. Like, I love it because I love to see the like a the time wasting or b like is he going to shake the coach's hand? Is he going to shake? The well, coach's also hand? there's also the also the opposing players, players, the opposing players, the opposing players at the guy screaming at him or it's shooting like one daggers of the at those, things in the world. Yeah, the best is great. when you sub off the captain and he has to affix the armband to yeah, somebody yeah. else and yeah. can't do it. Uh, coaches and team officials can now get yellow and red cards instead of just verbal cautions. And dismissals. What is so? What does that do? I mean, you can already give them a touchline ban. Like you always, I think you could actually get. I mean, so what happens if you if you red card a manager? He's just gone. You right. Yeah, but that guess, can already happen. And I guess like with players now, there'll be accumulation of cards, and I, I guess further disciplinary action possibly. Um, that's basically it. Attacking players can't join a defensive free kick wall now. Offen- attacking what? players can't what? be in the what? wall. Who is this like a what is think this? group? Like what is this? Think These tank? are the new IFAB rules. Where did you rules? read this? Imagine, well, imagine ESPN, having ESPN. this meeting. Okay, so it's like a legit source. Yeah. And right. not making changes to like the offside rule, which like is like Reddit driving everyone crazy. Yeah, right. seriously. Okay, one more. The ball no longer needs to leave the penalty area at gold kicks. Uh, oh, okay. okay. And so, and I mentioned attacking players causing problems in the defensive wall. 
Anyway, let me pose it to the panel. If you can make a rule change, I'll give you one. And actually, it's applicable to the North London Derby. Uh, everybody was making a big fuss about Harry Kane being offsides before he was bundled over by Mustafi, oh resulting in that Spurs penalty. I think the rule should be there. there is no offsides on set pieces. Mm. Why, why do you need offsides for a corner kick or a free kick? Like, what's the point? Good point. Good point. I like any? I at least I, in the attacking half. I'm just saying in general that the 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 offside rule needs to be simplified, especially in the time of VAR, just because it's demonstrating the poverty of the overwrought language of the rule book. Because there's equal there are passages in the rule book that basically explain why the Harry Kane penalty was a penalty and one that explains why it wasn't. And like that is just and we have now had think pieces and arguments for f- four days about this exact thing. So, I mean, like anything that simplifies it and makes us that this doesn't happen again, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Read the Rory Smith thread about offsides. Um, <clears throat> Chris Ryan, do you have a rule change? No, I don't. I, I, I think the rules are fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the rules are fine. I mean, I'm just trying to think. I think there might, there might need to be sort of a global transfer cap. Just like I agree, that I, yeah. front office I, stuff. I, I, I agree. mean, it should be really high, but it should be like I think whatever PSG spent the last three years is too much. Yeah, I mean, like, like I think. Uh, I, what do you guys think about like maybe not like a cap, not a cap like in like what about like a like a window cap? Like you can only do so much yeah. in each window. A window right? cap would be nice. Rather yeah, than like okay, nice. you can you know you can wait till next summer. You can feel free to do it. I, I don't want to get too far into like. Hard capping, and it's like obviously with the ever changing nature of Europe, it would be really hard to do it. But like, I do think that you could institute a like 175 million euro per window cap, and that's just to prevent super teams from getting more super or like yeah. leveling the playing field. Yeah. A little also, bit. I mean, like Nico was tweeting about this uh, during I can't remember, maybe it was it must have been a city game because he was just like. Just shifting the entire way of thinking around how to solve a team's problem from let's just buy a new thing, Um, which I mean, like, you know, is kind of magical thinking, but at the same time, it would be nice. So, yeah, capping at the window would be a nice change. The other thing I really want to get rid of is, like, the phenomenon of Chelsea buying up all the good young players and then just keeping them on, like, a series of crazy loans. Yeah. Like, let Tammy Abraham cook. Speaking of Chelsea, though. Is he brown? (laughs) <laughs> Izzy Brown is still on loan. He looked at Is he? Yeah. So fifth team. Man, since our last episode, Chelsea was hit with a two-window transfer ban for illegally using unregistered underage players. Is that actually going to go through, or is it going to be one of those things that they're, they're going to appeal for 10 years, and then one day they'll be like, oh, this has been like swept under the rug like it always happens? They're appealing. So, yeah, I mean, probably they'll still be able to buy this summer. But still, two-window transfer ban, that's pretty big. wonder what manager will be managing them next year. Yeah, we didn't talk about the Kepa stuff. Did we not? No, yeah. It happened after the last episode. Have you ever in your life? I've never seen that. I've never, like, I've never seen it in that way. Like, I mean, like, as in. Have you ever seen anybody just be like, I'm not coming off? I've I've seen it happen, like, in club games when I was coming up. Literally, like, there was one time where the coach. Like one of my coaches, uh, like asked to just like he was just like he's because the guy was cursing like from the like he was just like I'm not fucking coming off the field, yeah. And the and the coach was just like all right, red card him, and then like <laughs> and <laughs> and so like he got the players sent off, and then switched or like just you know 
subbed on a different player. Like so two guys came off. One yeah. guy from Red Card, one guy who was actually exactly. subbed on. Oh. Exactly. Did the kid I ever play you. for that coach again? Uh no, he ended up transferring across the across the city. We played against them, and we beat them three to zero. The next time, oh, speaking of the laws of the <laughs> game, Kappa. you know that there's no rule that the player has to come off. Right, there isn't. Player there can isn't. stay on. That's yeah. stupid. Yeah. Okay, but wait. I, first so of all, we should set the table really quickly. We're talking about the Carabao Cup final, yeah. where in extra time, sorry, tried to substitute his keeper Keppa, and Keppa waved him off. And for penalty kick, God, Willie Caballero. Yeah. So it's not like he was just like, I'm having a flight of fancy. He was putting on a guy who's like an expert at penalty yeah, kicks. And Keppa had maybe got hurt. And Keppa, yeah. uh, you know, after the game said that he just thought that Sorry was trying to sub him because he was injured. And he was trying to tell me he wasn't injured rather than it being some petulant, insubordinate move. Yeah, that was fake. Media went crazy. Yeah. That yeah. Was I kind of believe what Keppa said, though. I kind don't. of. I, I have to... I don't know where the rest of the Chelsea players were. Like, David Luiz came over and just sort of half-heartedly was like, you know, I think you might want to leave kind of listen. Then, like, like, that's what John, the pundits John, were saying. John Terry like, came at—John Terry was one of the biggest critics of Kepler and basically just saying someone should have dragged him off the field. And I, I kind of agree <laughs> with that. Um, that's also, what John Terry would have done. Willie, like, there were shots of, like— uh, John Terry was kind of, like, laughing a little bit. Who like, was? he was kind of— Who was? Like— I think that, like, if you were, like, watching it, really yeah. seemed like he thought the whole situation this is really was a little funny. Chelsea. It's like, if you're going to get rid of your manager every 18 months, this is what's going to happen. Well, yeah. that's like, no the, player is ever going to be, like, they're, nine times out of ten, they're like, I'm going to outlast you. Yeah. 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 Willie Caballero's I'm not getting involved face was elite. It was, it was just great. Like, he, he, he started to redo his his glove Velcro. I don't know if you guys saw, as it kept going, he was just like, I'm not going to look up. I'm just going to let these guys deal with this. It was an elite, I'm not dealing with this But the, the narrative afterward was basically that it's anarchy and it's like a disorder at Chelsea and no leadership and lunatics running the asylum, whatever. But I don't know if you're on the pitch and you're, and you're seeing this happen, I'd probably just be like, I don't know. I don't know if I would do anything. Well, I mean, maybe like I'm not if captain were, material. If you were a, a Chelsea like, player in this season, yeah. you, I mean, like I would probably be thinking the same thing, <laughs> honestly. But, I'd probably go say something. Yeah. Well, Caballero started the next match, which was a two nil victory over Spurs, I believe. So, but I also recently rewatched well. remember the Titans. So attitude reflects leadership. Chip, nice. As Chip Kelly says, culture beats talent every time. <laughs> and then he got rid of all of his talent. Yeah. <laughs> Let's quickly talk about your man's Lukaku, Romelu Lukaku, who, since our last episode, is now one of the top 20. Apparently he's right-footed. Premier League scorers of all time. Is that unbelievable? Uh, 113 he's goals. He's creeping on Stevie G. Is he really? He yeah. is. He's 25 and he has 113 goals, I believe. Mm-hmm. Stevie G had 120. He passed Giggsy. He Lukaku does he and Lukaku recently said in an interview quote I'll never get my respect end quote which I think is kind of true he doesn't really get it's very true I mean like he sounds like the kind of guy like that sounds like the thing you say right before you go to play in China (laughs) (laughs) I agree therefore I'm joining Shandong (laughs) Dailan Yifan but why doesn't Lukaku get the respect man I, I mean like it's honestly because of like there will always be the contenders that talks about how many of those goals he scored playing against lesser Premier League teams, and that's a fair what the criticism. flat track bully thing. Yeah, I mean, like, and he has stepped up in bigger games. I mean, he's proven that he can. It's just that he also went from playing at Everton to playing under Mourinho, who was really just like you, like having his center forward, your seventy-five million pound man, tracking all the way back into your into your box on defense is a weird thing to is, I mean, kind of negates everything. Mm. 
Like, so, I mean, he was turned into just like a hulking mass under Mourinho that could like not, he injured himself trapping a ball. Like, that's not things that you can like perish from your it's mind. So go behavior. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. I just don't think he got, I think he probably went to Man United thinking he would get that sort of attention. And, yeah, and he and, didn't. And he went at the wrong time. Yeah. If he plays for like 10, 15 more years, he could break. Alan Shearer's record. You really could. 15 more years? 10 more years. 10 more yeah. years. He's 25, though. Yeah. Shearer was banging him in. Like, I think that 30s. was like a different time for the sport. <laughs> it really was a different time for the sport. I saw Shearer score. Remember when Kevin Phillips was like just like at yeah. like 41 and just like like lording just, the championship table, like just like crushing goals in? I mean, look, how old is Peter Crouch? He's like 38. I yeah. mean, I guess he's not starting matches, but no. yeah. And he also has one very unique specialty. Um, Let's quickly talk about, did you guys see Balotelli's celebration over the weekend? Iconic. I don't understand why that got so much run when this selfie celebration has been kind of done a handful of times. Is it because Balotelli is just... Posted it directly to his So we should say Mario Balotelli scored against Saint-Étienne for Marseille. Immediately after, he went to the hoardings, the ad hoardings, and grabbed a phone from the photographer. Joe Horn situation. Joe Horn situation. And IG videoed himself celebrating with his mates. And then uploaded it. I mean, I think he did it better than other people. Who else has done it? Toddy's done it? Yeah. Toddy um, did everything. Every yeah. But who else in football has done it? In uh, I, I saw a super cut. It's been done a handful of times. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't original at all. It was just because it was Balotelli. I don't know. If, uh, I mean, it's IG definitely video, a recent thing. I think thing. the IG video thing is new. Is new. Because and IG video has only been around for yeah. a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, the IG video thing is new, and also, I mean, like, it was the thing that happened most recently, therefore, it's the greatest thing ever. Well, also, people just <laughs> like Balotelli, and we want him back in our lives. Exactly. Yeah. We all, every, I, even if you're not a Man City fan. Life is not, better when Balotelli like, is good. I enjoyed the Balotelli era very, very much. Never forget that he was just like, if anybody throws a banana at me, I'll kill them. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's his fourth goal in Ligue 1, four, four goals in six matches, so... Good on Balotelli. Anyway, final segue. Good six-month rental. Speaking of uh, Instagram. Douglas Costa did it famously in front of the, the Bayern Ultras. Ones. Yeah, but he didn't have his teammates around him, so maybe not as good. Oh, he just had the fans because he cares about the fans. <laughs> While we were watching uh, Ajax Real Madrid earlier, uh, Micah and I, mostly me, were just looking up every player on the pitch's Instagram feed and seeing how entertaining it was. And it's kind of interesting that... All of the Ajax players had really boring IG feeds. Because they're grinding. Frankie yeah. Dijon. Exactly. For Mateus Delete. They're just about David their Neres. business. It's all That's just why. soccer pictures, which actually made me think, yeah, they're focused. Donnie's disappointment, and he was like, I'm, I forget what the, which player specifically made you. You just wanted him to have like, like a mountain of follow, cocaine in yeah. Doha. No, like, but I went to like Tony Cruz. <laughs> scroll down a little bit. Carl Lagerfeld. There was a Carl Lagerfeld. He was so impressed. He's got with other Carl kinds Lagerfeld of content. We're not going to say their names. We never. We found some folks who. One of the great genres is just. Footballers with really shady people yeah. in their in their eyes. Oh, yeah, right, right. Just like, where'd they find this guy? <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. It's this person in head to toe yeah, Fendi print. Yeah, this person is going to be in like you know we're going to find out this person is the kingpin of something. In yes, three years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This photo will be running in the Daily Mail like as big as your your laptop. Uh, well, I just wanted to pose the question to you I guys. I think I can guess we which Real Madrid never... player has Instagram pictures of shady people. <laughs> I think yeah. we were expanding beyond Real Madrid. Okay. I mean, like it's it's definitely. I mean, like obviously it's Karim Benzema. <laughs> 
this is like the yeah. only thing I he just, does I'm is push his G wagon get... around Madrid to Young Thug. That's I'm it. Not to get sued. But yeah, we didn't actually look at Hakeem Zayek's Instagram, and like not. after like, at though. the Trash. the full volley from like half field in the 82nd minute when they were trying to go for five against Real Madrid, I feel like he'd have some crazy shit on there. Yeah, Zayek was heat checking all game. But anyway, <laughs> Harry Kane's IG has some Russell Wilson vibes. That's the it's, question. Who who's your most entertaining Kane. football feed? Footballer feed. <sighs> I'm not good for this. I barely use Instagram. Really? Yeah. I mean, like it's it's and obviously I, I mostly have it for menswear. Who recently? Who's <laughs> yeah, who's too. the who's Jay, who most it recently Ling's? started? Is it Jay Ling's a, for you? Well, I mean, like Jay Ling's is like is is corny. That's why he's you know I, it's it's a good th- I mean, like endearingly corny. Endearingly corny. Um, he's the only one that we talked about that has a picture with little baby, yeah. which is a big thing. A but, little baby looking exceedingly uncomfortable. But Patrice Everett is the only person that's yeah. recently started like a serious IG controversy with just him and himself and his selfie camera. So, yeah. I mean, and, a, and, an un, and a thaw chicken. There's a lot of, I judge footballers IGs based on how many NFL players they have in there, <laughs> how many photos with Josh Norman they have, Odell. Um, Odell's making the rounds again. Yeah, Odell with, was everywhere. with Mbappe earlier, right? Yeah, he's just around. Well, he's the most European NFL player. Yeah, I mean, he was with uh, Xavi Alonso last year. Odell is the most year. European NFL player? <laughs> I said that with from, you know, I'd just be saying stuff. Continue. <laughs> I think that might be true. He hangs out in Paris a lot. He's gotten in some trouble over there. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, no, I think that's true. I, I think Josh Norman actually might be number one. He like goes and trains with PSG. Mm, that's a good point. <laughs> um, so I, I think having celebrities around is a really important f- feature on IG. Yeah, because of that, you know, you're Mbappe's. I mean, Eric Dyer's pretty good. I think he saw, saw some Kobe stuff there. You, any of you guys follow the god Hector Bellerin? Why would we do that? It's a lot of fits, a lot of runway. Yeah, should I get in there? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but the moral of the story is, the more shots you have, that the caption is just like. Training was hard. You're I think the, the better the more, you are, the, the better off. It's yeah. just like if it's just more pictures yeah. of you and it's just pictures of you playing, you with the team, and, and you, you with your boo thing. Yeah, the girl. then that's. I mean, then you are you well on it. your way to a world transfer record. Any last words, guys? What an exciting this episode. This and IG is, is not good. We, we're we're well, ending the on a high pictures note. Pictures are not just him, <laughs> like with his leg up. Because he yeah, just great got content, Donnie. Thank injured. you for sending. No, Donnie, don't take it. Don't take that shot. You did great today. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Clark, do you have any last words about Spurs? No, I, I could do a ninety minutes on Orlando City though, but we'll do that for the second second half of the, the second KC appearance. Yeah. Chris, Michael, cup. Talk to me next week. Wow. Talk to me I, next pod. I'll have a lot more stability in my Liverpool life. Liverpool are at home to Burnley, and City are home to Watford. So. Come on, Watford. Yeah, come well, on. How excited are you guys for this this Spurs quarterfinals appearance? We're going to do it. It's exciting. I mean, it's it actually, I'm excited to see where this goes. It's the first time it. since you got tonked by Madrid, right? It was it that is. 2011? Mm-hmm. It is. We yeah. beat uh, AC Milan. Inter. Didn't, wasn't it Inter? It was AC Milan. Okay. Inter was in the group stage. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was a fun Spurs team. It sure was. <laughs> We're going to have another was. hour of this pod where Kevin tries to remember the starting 11. No, I can do that really easily because fucking Wilson Palacios was in there. <laughs> anyway, on that note, we'll have more Champions League reactions, more Premier League stuff, and everything you love about Ringer FC in two weeks. Woo-woo! See you then. Peace.
Hotel Tonight makes it easy to book awesome hotels at amazing rates. They're like a matchmaker between top-rated hotels with unsold rooms and people who want to book those rooms. And Hotel Tonight isn't just for last-minute bookings. You can book for tonight, tomorrow, and beyond. It's perfect for planners, procrastinators, and everyone in between. Find sweet deals at cool hotels you'll actually want to stay at. Go to hoteltonight.com or download the app now. 